and a very good day. This is Pastor Mark Whelan with Touch of God. And uh, today we're going to be looking at the role of government and the role of the Christian citizen as well in the name of Jesus. This is of particular importance if you have recently had a a change in government or you have a challenge with the current one that's in power over your country. This will bring some light and truth to the situation and hopefully it will help you understand what is at play in this situation of potential spiritual warfare that's going on every day around the world. Amen. So the title of this program would be called Whether We Like It or Not. So some may approve of those in government over their country, while others may disapprove. In such times of decisions that you might disagree with, and changing in the guard and changing in the roles of government and who is uh, in power and their policies, we need to remember some of the key points in the Word of God on this very topic, including the origin of evil and its use and influence by the devil Satan. So the reason that we are looking at this today is because we must ask ourselves how we feel about different people in power. And are we having an issue with the person not understanding that they're being influenced either by the Lord or by the devil, depending on where their heart is pointing? Amen. So let's go back a long way to before Adam and Eve were created on the earth. We see that Lucifer, who of course now is called Satan, sinned by rebelling against God when he said in his heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of assembly in the uttermost north. That's according to Isaiah chapter 14, verses 13 to 14 in the Amplified Classic Edition. That is what Satan, who was then called Lucifer, said in his heart. So then Satan, now thrown out of heaven by God, and we know that Jesus saw him fall to the earth like lightning, or as lightning, desired to steal the dominion over the earth that God had given to Adam and Eve when God gave that to them in Genesis chapter 1. Satan could only receive that dominion if man agreed and gave it over to him. And we know then in Genesis chapter 3 that Satan tempted Eve in the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve ignored God's warning not to touch the tree or eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So they ended up, surely, spiritually dying, just as God said they would if they ate of the fruit. And that was in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. As a result of this, sin came into the world through one man, Adam. And therefore we all sinned and surely spiritually died. We were born a fallen human in a fallen world with much evil and destruction about us. And that says in Romans chapter 5, verse 12, that we have all sinned because one man sinned, we have all sinned. Romans chapter 5, verse 12, if you want to research that. Now we fast forward to the present day, and babies that are born today, every second of every day, they are fallen human beings. Once they are out of their mother's wombs, and will soon after birth exhibit behavior that shows that they also continue to suffer from their ancestral lineage back to the first Adam. And that's according to Romans chapter 3, verse 23 where we know that we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Now, we know that the only way of escape from spiritual death, the eternal existence in hell, is for the person to confess with their mouth, Jesus is their Lord, and believing in their heart that God raised Christ Jesus from the dead. That's according to Romans chapter 10, verse 9. Amen. 
This then allows God to rescue the lost soul, that's recorded in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, and make them spiritually alive again in Christ Jesus, according to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5. So those who have not yet received Christ Jesus and have not surrendered their heart to him, allowing Jesus into their heart as he knocks at the door patiently, waiting to come in and being invited in to dine with the lost soul, they remain in darkness. All of those people remain in darkness because they have so far rejected the light himself, Christ Jesus. These are the lost that need to be reached, and many are in government as well as on the streets where you live. Many in government have power over how society functions in the country that they serve. Now, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, shows us that we are not wrestling against people. We are not wrestling against flesh and blood, but, quote, against the powers, against the master spirits who are the world rulers of this present darkness, against the spirit forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural sphere. That's Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 in the Amplified Classic Edition. So when you think about a person in authority over you in government, or whether it's your teacher at school, whether it's your employer, your boss, your supervisor, and you believe they continually treat you harshly or make unrighteous judgments against you that affect you, your family, your well-being, your city, your country, your job, whatever that may be. Bear in mind that they may not know the Lord and most likely do not know the Lord because we are supposed to judge people by their fruit. And if the fruit that is coming from these individuals is degradation, deprivation, lack, penalization, policies for poverty that would encourage lack, that would encourage greed or examples of greed or things of that nature, or preferential treatment for someone over someone else, not treated with impartiality. These are not fruits of the Lord. These are not fruits of Holy Spirit. So we need to, instead of attacking or thinking poorly of these individuals, we need to understand what's going on behind the scenes in the invisible realm, that we are not supposed to wrestle against these people. We are supposed to wrestle against the powers, the kingdom of darkness, that is trying to influence every day these people who have not yet given their hearts to the Lord and rejected the devil for him to flee. So, as we look forward here, we see that individuals who do not yet know the Lord are knowingly or unknowingly being influenced to perform the actions of unrighteousness or evil. The people may feel like they are doing good, but they are being influenced for a different cause other than the will of the Lord, which is the perfect will. And the enemy knows, the devil knows, that if he can influence someone in a high place, a king, a ruler, a prime minister, a president, any person of that nature, or even individuals in government that support that individual, the devil knows that a large amount of people will be affected adversely because he, the devil, will exert his influence over that individual, suggest ideas or policies to that individual, and if that individual does not follow the Lord in their heart, then they will most likely agree with those suggestions that the evil one put in their heart. And they will carry out signatures on paperwork and everything like that, and the people of the country or the company that you're working for, whoever is in charge, will be adversely affected by that. So the people of a nation whose leaders are not born again, 
and who do not submit to the Lord our God, then begin to suffer directly or indirectly as a result of unrighteous decisions that are made. These leaders, assuming they are not fully possessed by the devil, still have a free will to do good, to say no, but they will be more tempted to do evil, since this is the nature of the one they obey, which is Satan. Again, knowingly or unknowingly. There are some people who deliberately know in their hearts that they are working for the devil directly. They are doing his will, and that's what they desire. There are other people who are ignorant to the truth. The Lord said in Hosea chapter 4, verse 6, that my people are destroyed, they perish for lack of knowledge because they have rejected knowledge. So if we reject knowledge, we are in danger of being used by the enemy unknowingly for his will and not the Lord's will. And so is the case for so many people that may be rejecting you, may be talking down, despising you, criticizing you, trying to report you to other people. These people do not know the Lord. They may know of him, but they don't know him. They have not given their heart to him for their hearts to be renewed and for them to become a new creation. Amen. And these are the people, these are the lost souls that are very discontent with life. They have a vendettas. They want to have retribution on others to differing degrees. And these are the people that we have to pray for. These are the people we have to witness to, to tell them about the Lord Jesus, so that they may come to the light and no longer remain in the darkness that has kept them crippled and caged in a jail cell for so many years, like a lot of us have before we came to Christ. Amen. So this is why it is important for all citizens of all nations to pray for their leaders. Indeed, the Apostle Paul tells Timothy of this in his letter to Timothy. is recorded in chapter 2, verse 1 and 2 of 1 Timothy. So 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. First of all, then, I admonish and urge that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be offered on behalf of all men for kings and all who are in positions of authority or high responsibility that outwardly we may pass a quiet and undisturbed life and inwardly a peaceable one in all godliness and reverence and seriousness in every way. Now, you see at the very beginning here that the Apostle Paul is urging. And of course, when someone urges you to do something, they're not asking you lightheartedly. They are urging you and asking you, you must do this. You must do this. So this is the important piece here. Now, you might say, well, the, the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. But that does not mean that every single day we should not be praying for our leaders so that they would be united together and that they would be performing righteous actions, seeking the Lord for all wisdom, in that when decisions are made, it is to benefit the country and the people that live in that country. So it's urging. Paul is urging Timothy to tell the people that they must pray, they must intercede, they must have petitions and be thanksgivings uh, offered on behalf of all men for kings and all who are in positions of authority or high responsibility. See what happens when we do not pray for our leaders. Well, there are people praying demonic things over leaders of countries. There is witchcraft going on, amen, all over the place. We see it, we hear about it, and Christians need to rise up and act against the witchcraft in their area, over a region, 
over the country that they live or other countries in the world that might be teetering between democracy and oppression of the people through whatever other type of political situation is going on. It is up to us believers not to resign ourselves to the realization that, well, the end of the Bible is already written. The, this is the end time, so we just have to let things happen as they happen. God did not inform us in his word that we are to cease praying. We are supposed to pray without ceasing. We are supposed to read these verses in Timothy, First Timothy, and there is no disclaimer, there is no condition on when we should begin and end. It is just that we need to be doing this all the time. We need to pray, intercede, and be thanksgiving for all men, that means men and women, for kings and all who are in positions of authority or high responsibility. Why should we do this? It says that outwardly we may pass a quiet and undisturbed life and inwardly a peaceable one in all godliness and reverence and seriousness in every way. Now you might say, well, I I don't need to do that because I am at peace with the Lord and whatever happens around me happens around me. Well, we are supposed to love our neighbor as ourselves. And what if our neighbor is not as strong as we are in the Lord, where we have the peace that surpasses all understanding, that it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. If there's a tornado outside, we are at peace inside our house because we believe it will not touch us. Well, what if our faith certainly produces the fact that that tornado never touched your house, but it destroyed the one next door? We are supposed to encourage one another daily. We are supposed to hold up our neighbor. We should pray for our neighbors in our streets, pray for our neighbors across our cities and countries that they may be strengthened in the Lord, that they may come to the truth of the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ in the first place, that they would be convicted by the Holy Spirit not to perform evil actions, not to sow seeds of unrighteousness in legal paperwork and policies, but to do the will of the Lord Jesus, for he is good. He is the God Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, the Father and the Son. Amen. And God wants us to act in righteousness because in Christ we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But all these other individuals may not be. They may not know the Lord. We must pray for them that they will second guess their evil decisions and they will stop themselves from signing something that they know in their heart is a wrong thing to do. Because otherwise you will not continue to have a quiet and undisturbed life or you may continue to have a disturbed life if you've never had a quiet one. And I'm sure you want that to end for your your fellow neighbor, your fellow citizens in your country, wherever you may be living in the world today, listening to this. So it is prayer that can change your situation. It is your declarations of God's word over your area that you want to pray and speak over. You speak in the name of Jesus over your country and you tell it, This country shall be saved, but the rulers of this country shall also be saved. These rulers will be convicted in their heart. Whoever is in power, they will continue to do good if they are doing good already. If they are doing evil, Lord, thank you. We speak your life into their hearts. We speak your conviction by your spirit into their hearts that they may do the right thing to look after their citizens and know the love of Jesus Christ, that they would look after the citizens of their country. And the Lord will bless those types of heartfelt actions 
because that is what the Lord is about. The Lord is about taking care of his creation. So he wants to put in a person into office that will look after the people and not oppress them. So we must pray that our leaders would come together in unity, that they would seek the Lord for his wisdom for all decisions that affect the nation they govern, that their hearts would not just seek the Lord for things they need, but to seek the Lord to know him and not just know of him. We know, brothers and sisters today, that we must meditate on these things day and night, Psalm chapter 1, verse 2, that you may overcome any negative feelings you have about anyone over you in your job or your nation. When we use God's word against our enemy and pray for our leader's hearts to be open to receiving Christ Jesus, only then shall our lives become quiet and undisturbed. Now, in these end times, you may, you may argue that you will never see peace. You will never have a, a situation where everything is 100% quiet and undisturbed. Well, that is your understanding, and you're entitled to an understanding. But I ask you to read the Word of God and believe that the Word of God is true, and it's an entirely possible situation for your district, for your street, for your town. If not for the entire country, it may be the street that you start to take spiritual charge over in Christ Jesus. The neighbors on your street, every house, every part of your street will come to Christ, but the demonic will be run out of your street because you decided to take up the authority in the name of Jesus that Jesus has wanted you to use for a long time, ever since you became his son. Amen. So today, we are supposed to take up God's charge. Amen. God's charge by Jesus was the Great Commission. He wants us to bring heaven to earth. So if there is something demonic going on in your town, in your city, in your street, in your neighbor's house, take charge and speak life. Command all evil to leave and talk to that person about Jesus. Let them come to the Lord. We banish the spirit of witchcraft in the areas that you live in today, right now, in the name of Jesus. We bind any witchcraft prayers from warlocks or witches or anything of that nature. We break the spells, the hexes, the curses over your house, over your street, over your region, over your country in the name of Jesus. And we push back by the name of Jesus above all names, all evil, and take this territory back for Jesus Christ that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. There is nothing to fear. Be anxious for nothing, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6. Be strong in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. The, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Proverbs 18 verse 10. Amen. The righteous run into it and are safe. So you continue to dwell in the secret place and all is well. All will be well. But fight. Amen. Fight the good cause of faith. Believe that the Lord can use you mightily when you speak the word of God, that it will not return to him void, but it will go forth and it will bring peace and undisturbed life. It will bring righteousness where there is unrighteousness. It will bring light where there is darkness. It will cleanse people from drugs and alcohol and all forms of addictions. When you speak about Jesus to them and they receive Jesus in their hearts, amen, they will be set free and they will be made alive in Christ Jesus. 
So today I say to you, brothers and sisters, do not give up. Do not give in. Whatever situation you have going on in your household, your street, your region, your city, your country, the world, whatever you are concerned about, whether it be about a virus, whether it be about who is in power, do not give up. Do not give in. Just do what Jesus told us to do in his word. Amen. He put it on the heart of Paul to tell Timothy these things, that we should be praying for our kings and leaders. Amen. Praying for them because they face demonic influence every single day. There is spiritual warfare going on in all areas of authority upon the earth. There is spiritual evil influence. And the question is whether the human being that is receiving that evil influence is going to go along with it or not. So you have to pray for the strength of those people that have to make these decisions that affect countless lives at the stroke of a pen, at the stroke of a signature, that they will know the Lord Jesus, that they will do the right thing and not adversely affect millions of people. So pray for them today. Continue to pray for them as you would pray for your own family because those people really need prayer. Amen. So trust in the Lord. Amen. Trust in the Lord for everything. Do not lean on your own understanding. Do not succumb to the understanding that because everything is evil on the news that that there is no hope, that even prayer will not work. Your prayer can achieve mighty results in the spirit realm because God is the one that answers them. When he hears you in faith, he can run on your faith. His word will go forth and his word is made alive and active according to Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. His word is not dead, it is alive and it's not inactive but it's active. So let's use his scriptures, let's use his word for good reason and watch it go and accomplish his will and then you can say my prayers worked. Me and my prayer team around my street Our prayers worked. Our city is now better than it was before. Have confidence that you can even pray for your government of your country. And even though you might think of yourself as this lowly person in the country of millions, God still hears your prayers loud and clear. Believe by faith. Speak God's word. You've been given the dominion. Now use it in Christ Jesus. Amen. I encourage you today. God bless you. This has been Pastor Mark Whelan at the Touch of God program. And what we want to do now is just give you a couple of pieces of information. If you want to reach out to us for prayer, you can call us at country code 1-407-705-3151. Country code 1-407-705-3151. Or you can email us at touchofgodradio at gmail.com. Until next week, you have a blessed week. Amen.